hey, I'm going to stumble through this, but if you will stick with this, there was such great information on what the Lord showed me about unlovable people. Um, the first thing he, he told me this day is that unforgiveness is like a meal that's been left out to rot. Food is designed to be eaten, not left out. And leaving things unsaid and unforgiven and undealt with is like wasting food. It just sits there and rots and smells. That was the first thing he told me. So then he took me to the unlovable. There are people in our lives that we just have a really hard time loving, whether we know them or whether we don't even know them, right? They're just unlovable. So I picked a person that I felt was unlovable, and I would ask you to do the same. As you're listening to this, walk through it with me so you can see what the Lord taught me. So pick somebody that is just very hard to love in your life, or a politician. They're really easy (laughs) to not love, Um, because we don't know them and we don't like the things we hear. And so we find that to be unlovable, but just pick somebody that's just hard to love. So the first thing the Lord taught me was this, and this is the beginning of the rest of the information. The term alone, unlovable person is an indictment on me, not them. I'm going to say it again. The term alone, unlovable indicts me. Because God already loves them. God loves them. God does not hate them like we do. He loves them. And Jesus died for everybody. So the term unlovable means I have an issue. So I set out to say, okay, well, what's my issue? Why can't I love this person? What's my problem? And so this is going to be humbling for me and gut level stuff. So, um, if, you, if you've got the grit, stay with me. Uh, the first thing that he showed me was, I'm in sin. And that's the reason I can't love some, this person. The first sin he showed me was pride. And pride in being a Christian. Well, I know better. Well, I know that you need Jesus. And well, I know that you're not living your life right. I know that you're in sin because I'm a Christian And you should know better. Pride. That really puts myself above them. Pride. That was my first sin. My second sin was unrighteousness. And he took me to Jeremiah 29, 11. And the translation is, for I know the thoughts I think toward you. Thoughts of shalom and of a future. So I went into the Greek and I looked at the Greek words. I know the thoughts I think toward you is is what it says. And I thought of what are the thoughts I'm thinking toward them? They're not very nice. I'm not thinking very nice thoughts. And so my next sin was unrighteousness. I had unrighteous thoughts towards these people. My The thoughts of my mind, my attitude, things in my soul. I had unrighteous thoughts toward this person. That was my second sin. My third sin was just being unloving, just unloving. I'm not loving them. I might feel rejected by them, so I'm rejecting them back. That's not what God does, and that's not what he asks us to do. We're going to walk in his kingdom. He asks us to love other people. So I was being unloving. So I decided to flip those three sins and figure out how to love them and how to do this correctly. So here's my flip. This was the really good stuff. 
my first sin was pride. And so what's the opposite of pride? Humility, being humble. So I asked myself, what is the most humble prayer I could come up with for this person? Think about it for a minute. What is the most humble prayer you could pray for another person? For me, this is what I could come up with. This was the most humble prayer I could come up with. Lord, do more for them than you have ever done for me. As far as you have taken me in this walk, take them so much further. For me, that was like the most humble prayer I could come up with. So I prayed that for that person. The second sin was unrighteous thoughts toward them. So I got to say, I repented of the sin, you know, before I moved into the loving part, (laughs) before I moved into the prayer part. I had to repent of my sins first. I had to repent of pride, unrighteous thoughts, and being unloving toward people. And I had to ask him for for forgiveness. So make sure you do that before you move into this this part. Um, Okay, my next sin was unrighteous thoughts. So I went into Jeremiah 29.11 and I wrote it down. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of shalom is what the word was, and a future. So I know that the word shalom encompasses a lot more than hello and goodbye. I already knew that. So I went and looked it up, and it includes, I looked in Strong's, and it includes completeness, soundness, welfare, and peace. I mean, shalom is a really a big circle that includes a lot of things. Um, And then the scripture goes on to say, to give you a future, which meant future and an expected end. So then I prayed for this person in this way. I thought towards them. I, I, what I did in my mind is I was like, Lord, you're already thinking these thoughts toward this person. I'm going to join with you and think those thoughts So I was thinking of this person's completeness. I was thinking and praying for their soundness, their welfare, and their peace. And I, instead of just praying it and moving on, I tried to join in with the Lord's thoughts, which means it's a continual thought. I'm still thinking of your completeness. I'm still thinking of your soundness. I'm still thinking of shalom for you. It's a continual thing. It's not just a thought. So that was, and then your expected end, I prayed. I know that the Lord has a great expected end for everybody. I know he does. Excuse me. And so what I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to pray that they would reach his expected end, the destiny for which he put them on this earth to do. So I thought that that was really good as well. My last sin was just being unloving, just being unloving. And so when the Lord said, love your enemy, I wanted to know what kind of love that is because there's different kinds of love in the Bible. There's four different kinds of love. There's agape love, which is God's love toward us and the love that should be shown in a marriage, which is the hard one, right? And then there's family love. And then there's brotherly love, which is a love so close, they're like your brother, they're like your sister. And then there's the sexual love. So there's only those four. And so I went and looked 
at love your enemy, which love was that? And of course it was the hard one. It was the agape love your enemy. I remember saying to my husband, I'm supposed to agape love my enemies. He always asks for the hard thing, doesn't he? So I made the list of the agape love. It's the Oh, it's in Corinthians. I should know it, but I don't. But it's love is patient, love is kind. It's that one. So I made the list of all the things listed in agape love. And here's the list. Patient, kind, not about me, not provoked, no ledger, which means keep account of no wrongs. Don't keep account. Um, bear with them, hope for them, believe for them, and endure because love never fails. That's that's the scripture pretty much. So then I went through every single one of those for this person. I will be patient with them. And not just in this moment, but continuing forward, I will be patient. I will be kind to this person and about this person. And when I said that about this person, the Lord said this to me, they're off the table now for gossip. You know that, right? If you're going to pray this for this person, you cannot gossip about them anymore. You can't have a bad attitude about them anymore because you are praying for them now. They are off the table as far as gossip is concerned. I thought that was pretty cool. So that's what I started saying to myself for this person and for several Several people after this, I've used this as a template for several different things. Um, And each time I think to myself, they're off the table now. Even if it's a politician, and you know we like to talk about them, they're off the table. I can't talk bad about this person anymore because I have committed to this way of loving this person. And that does not include a bad attitude. It includes agape love. That was really huge. I continued through the list. It is not about me. It is not what I think about this. It is the fact that God loves them and God has a plan for their life. And my curses and my unforgiveness and my pride is hampering them in their walk with him. It is not about me. It's about them. Um, Not provoked, which means when I try to love this person and they throw it back in my face, I am not provoked to start sinning against them again. I'm past that. Uh, The next one is no ledger. I always think of the line in one of the Avengers movies where the Black Widow, she says, I've got red in my ledger. And I really don't even know what that means. I just remember that that's a line in there. I've got red in my ledger. I'm not into accounting. I don't really know what that means. But I thought of that, that line when when I was reading, keep no account of wrongs. And I thought, okay, whatever's in the ledger, Lord, I wipe it out. It is wiped out. I owe them nothing. They owe me nothing. It's clean. The ledger is clean. It's clear. There's nothing written there. And from this point forward, I will write nothing in the ledger. Everything gets forgiven. Nothing get, Nothing is kept. Um, no gossip was the next one. Uh, to bear with them. To bear with them is how God was bearing with me when I was awful. I was awful. And God, he was bearing with me. He didn't leave me. He stayed with me. And he put up with all that stuff because he loved me. So I'm going to do that for them. To hope for them. I'm going to hope for them. To believe for them and to endure. 
And what I think endure means is to keep bearing, to keep hoping, and to keep believing. By the way, I looked up the Greek word for bear, and I don't have it written on this page, but basically what that word conveyed was to cover something so closely that water can't even get in. Isn't that cool? To cover something so completely and closely that water can't even seep in. And so I got this idea of I'm covering this person for for the Lord, for love. I'm covering them. I'm bearing with them. And you know, you're supposed to do that for your husband or your wife because that's in the scripture. So Um, and to endure. And then at the end, I put love never fails. He also showed me one more thing as I was praying. I had in my, I had this picture in my head of me being between this person and God, like I'm interceding for this person, like it's God. And then it comes down to me. And then I pass it on to this person. And God said, that's not what's happening here. You are below that person. You, if you want to you know, he says, if you want to be first, you better be last. And if you want to be last, you are underneath everybody and you are serving, which goes up. You are serving up. And so he said, what's really happening is the, you have put the, that person between me and you, and you have, you are lifting them up to me and, and you're praying up. You're not praying down. You're praying up. I thought that was really cool too. That, that was a, a good lesson. That was the lesson that he gave me. I would suggest that you write it out in whatever way you can to use it as a template to go through all of these people that you're having a really hard time loving and work through this, work through it. And and you, you won't not love them anymore. And a loving prayer, a prayer that is focused in love and grace and for their welfare, in my mind, that is like a directed energy weapon straight to them. It's like a straight shot to them. But when I'm praying in my frustration and my, my fear or my anger because they, I, don't, I can't love them and they're not being nice to me, um, I, to me, that's like a prayer that's just bouncing all over the place. It, it, it'll get there because God loves them, um, but it won't do what this other prayer will do. This other prayer is like a straight shot. It's like this. He showed me, you know, when you drop a Mentos into a, a Coke or something and it just explodes. That's what the picture he gave me when I'm praying for these people in love and in grace. It's like I added a Mentos to what he's already doing and it just explodes out. I thought that was a really cool picture that he gave me. So I pray for you and I pray that this helps you walk through some of those things like it helped me walk through some of those things. So God bless. Have a wonderful day.